0: Happy good morning. Happy good morning.
1: How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Wow. I like it. Like, yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> but I'm
0: fantastic?
1: Yeah. better than the uh, like the opposite.
0: Uh, it makes... Silly. I got I got my coffee. I got you. I got... I got Dr. I'm,
1: Pepper. I love Dr.
0: Pepper. Everything is good. Everything is kosher this morning. <laughs> thus far. It is... So far. It is early though. So uh, we'll see. We don't know what's happening. We'll see. I don't even know what day of the week it is. I don't... I... Shoot! I don't I either. Don't, no. I don't either. All right. Well, let's kick this. What are you bringing me today?
1: Yeah, because this one's a long one, so we got to jump right on in there. Okay, So, perfect. we have tried to record this episode, like, three times. We have? Mm-hmm. Which one is it? The Devil Made Me Do It.
0: Oh, gosh. And it was <sighs> so funny. It was so oh, funny.
1: Our first one was so funny. But so, I What decided- happened? Why didn't we... The, oh, it was our it was when we were getting the new microphones. We, like, got all the way through, oh, and, and it didn't all we could hear was you. You and couldn't then, hear me. And then we did it again, and
0: it didn't record anything, or it stopped or yep. something. And we were like, okay, we're clearly not supposed to do so, this.
1: So, I'm determined that this one is getting recorded... So much so that I, because I have my Google Doc with all of my different, like I have my completed ones that we've already recorded, and then my like ones that I have cases already written out for. Yeah. I went in. I just deleted it. I didn't even open it. I deleted it, and I completely re researched it. And I honestly oh, really? I think I did better this time.
0: Well, if it, I don't remember it, so Perfect. I mean, I think it was like fifty episodes ago that we did this. Yeah, it was
1: a hot minute ago. I've been trying to do. We've been trying to. I've been trying to cover this case for. Three months. I'm pretty
0: sure that the whole world hit my whole world has changed since then. So yeah, and I I don't remember anything. So I mean,
1: sweet. I mean, you remember the gist, I'm sure.
0: No, no. I remember the del. I
1: remember recording, and I remember laughing. I, rem- I remember li- <laughs> I remember being super inappropriate. But. It was super inappropriate. And I'm sure I think that will probably be more appropriate with how I outlined this so it'll be okay. Okay perfect. I'm so, Tracy. I'm Samantha. <laughs> this is the suspended sentence. So like we said we've been trying to record this one for a hot minute uh, and this case is known as the Devil Made Me Do It case. This case is um, has a movie that came out like I think it was like two years ago by its namesake the devil made me do it it's in the conjuring universe um, I, which i don't watch so i love the conjuring mm-hmm. universe
0: i don't watch tv if you haven't listened to any of the other episodes <laughs> if you're just joining I, us <laughs> yeah if you're just joining us i don't i have a tv in my room i think it's been turned on once in two years oh my gosh
1: yeah it's wild i don't watch tv i'm too stinking busy you are busy So this case uh, is mostly going to focus around Arnie Johnson and his girlfriend, Debbie Gladzell. So Arnie was known to be a very thoughtful and kind person. Uh, He always was down to help those around him. He loved his family and spent a lot of time with his two little sisters. His parents separated when he was nine months old, but officially got divorced when he was four. Uh, And his mother worked... Multiple jobs throughout his childhood to support him and his little two little sisters. Like every single mom out there, That's yeah. the reason I don't watch TV. <laughs> so and he, you're still broke. <laughs> <laughs> so he would end up dropping out of high school when he was sixteen in order to help support his family. That's nice. Um, I agree. So he through his mother, he would meet Debbie Gladzell when he was twelve years old. Um, and Debbie was nineteen. Oh my god! Yeah, what was the year. Um.
0: Do you know? Uh, like forever at
1: the top ago, of my head a little while ago, like the seventies. Not that it like matters. The 70s, yeah. Not
0: that it matters at all. Nineteen and seven and Either
1: way, I mean, if you are like in your twenties, I could feel like age gaps get like less gross the older you get, right? But twelve and
0: nineteen. No, age matters until everybody is over the age of
1: twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty aggressive. So Debbie was working at the local grocery store when she knocked over some things on a shelf. When she was nineteen a young a young lady. And Arnie told his mom he was gonna go help that woman. She was nineteen, he was twelve. Yeah. Oh sick. So Debbie and Arnie's mother would become great friends from their encounters at the grocery store. Um it's not exactly, like, I couldn't figure out exactly when they started. <laughs> Sorry. You didn't
0: put this stuff in there before. Can you just imagine? I'm just imagining myself at the store and some girl coming over to my son, who's 10, and being like, oh, my gosh, you're so cute. And being like, oh, thank you. Not thinking that she wanted to, like, be his girlfriend. Yeah.
1: Well, they didn't start dating when he was 12. We don't really know when they started dating. But still That's sick.
0: their... Still. They're meet cute.
1: That's great. So at the beginning of, like I said, I could not figure out at what age they started dating. Probably because it's probably a gross number. Because this crime happens when he's 19. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's a gross number. So. So at the beginning of their relationship, the couple would live with Debbie's parents for a while. So they could save up money. Um, and by 1980, the couple decided that they were going to move in um, to a to a house that they found. 1980. Thank you. That's
0: yeah. what I was looking for. You're disgusting.
1: Um, <laughs> that they would move into a house together. Um, it, so, like I said, they were living with her parents uh, for this new house that they were moving into. Arnie's mother and her and his younger siblings were going to be moving in with them. Oh, weird. Yeah. So, on moving day, Debbie, eleven-year-old um, brother David, came over to help them clean and move and just get ready to move into the new house. Did she like him too? i'm sorry they're alive so don't sue us please
0: it's just a question (laughs) so at least don't sue us it's
1: just a question um so (laughs) i'm like oh gosh uh so while they were there david said he when he was upstairs he saw an old man who was quote burnt looking and told him that he needed to get out of the house
0: burnt-looking, like, caught on fire, or, yeah, like... like,
1: looking Okay. A little crisp. A little demonic-y crisp-looking.
0: Okay, that's weird.
1: Yeah. So, he runs out of the house. Does he love old boy? He's like, fuck that. I'm out. Peace out. I'm gone. And Debbie and Arnie follow him out, and they're like, what is wrong with you? He's like, I'm not going back in that house. Like, there's bad stuff in that house. I'm not going back in. And Arnie and Debbie are like, David... You're 11 and you just don't want to clean anymore. Like, knock it off. Quit. He saw a man on fire? Like or burnt? burnt? He looked burnt. Like he'd been from the depths of hell. Like dead. Crisp. Like a ghost? Yeah. Or like real? Not real. Nobody else saw him. He was crispy. Oh. Crispy, crispy. So they are like, whatever, David, stay outside. We're going in to finish doing what we were doing. So they leave the little boy outside. So later that night... David comes out of his room and said that he was still seeing the old man at his home. He's not at, he's not at the the rental anymore. He's at his own home. The next day, Debbie and Arnie go back to the house to finish cleaning where they would see... Oh, I just sleep. hit my knee. <laughs> oh, i sorry. Are you okay? Where they saw scratch marks up and down the wall. So Debbie was like, something paranormal is going on here and said she didn't feel comfortable moving in. That was enough for her. She was like, okay, David's seeing weird burnt old men in here. Now we come back and there's scratch marks down the wall. That weren't there the day before. Yeah. And so Uh they're like, it's a little bit too much for me. All right. So they had invested two months rent into the house and they decided that they were going to break the lease. They were like, yep, that's going to be a no for me. But like I said, Arnie's mom and two younger sisters were moving in and they had already broke their lease as well. Oh, like given notice to move in. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. So... They, she decides, his mom decides, I'm just going to move in anyways. You guys do whatever you're going to do. I'm going to live here. Thanks for paying rent. Thanks for paying the rent. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Debbie's mom said that David had been upset all day, um, that Arnie and Debbie were at the new house because they didn't know that they were not going to stay there yet. Right. So at their own home, she said that David, David had been upset all day, And said that the old man was now um, calling, quote, the beast. um, That he was angry at him that he had told the family not to move into the house. He was like, well, now the old man's pissed and the beast beast is coming for me. Like, good job, guys. So David said he had followed, that the demon had followed him back from the rental house to his own home and wanted to take his soul. Imagine your 11-year-old saying that to you. You have an (laughs) 11-year-old. things came because I would be like I knew you were satanic but now I'm gonna kick you in the face I'm never coming back and speaking to any of you again if my, if my 11 year old said that I would be like
0: I know it she's the devil I know it literally <laughs> like how freaky I wouldn't be freaked I would I,
1: I don't Ugh, know it's so freaky <laughs> I
0: just keep eating my dinner I, I don't know I can't handle it <laughs>
1: A few days later, the paranormal activity would turn into something a little bit more demonic, though. Ah. So, the family said that they started hearing unexplained noises coming from the attic, that there would be banging and growling noises coming from their basement, and that a rocking chair that they had would move on its own. (laughs) Hard no. Burn the house down. Do you believe in this stuff? Yes, I believe in this stuff. Do you believe in this stuff? No. No? Ugh. Do you believe in ghosts? (laughs) I mean, a little bit. How can you believe in ghosts but not, like, demonic beings? I. That's a different, that's a conversation for a different time. Like, demons are real. Really?
0: I think so. I, I don't think that they can, like, possess you and, like, I don't know.
1: I'm all, I'm side-eyeing Okay, her. just keep going. Okay. I,
0: I don't mean so... to be laughing about it, but
1: it's like, <laughs> Come on. So at this point, the family went to the church, um, the Catholic church, and was like, we need an exorcism. Some weird ass shit's going on here. We need an exorcism. Because the demon went home with them. Yeah. Followed him to, followed attached to little, little boy David. And David was like, hm, shit's getting weird. Huh. So I went to the Catholic church's website. Oh shit, you did. I'm going to read you a few things from the Catholic church's website. Under their Q&A's under exorcisms. Are you serious? uh Uh-huh. Okay. It says, question, what is an exorcism? Catholic Church says, exorcism is a specific form of prayer that the church uses against the power of the devil. Next question. Are there different types of exorcisms? Answer, exorcisms are divided into two kinds or forms. Simple or minor forms of exorcism are found in two places. First, for those preparing for a baptism, the rite of Christian initiation of adults or RCIA, and the rite of baptism for children both called call for minor exorcism. So apparently before you get baptized in the Catholic Church you have to have an exorcism. Why? I don't know, that's what it says. Second, the appendix of exorcisms and related speculations include a series of prayer which may be useful, used by the faithful. The second kind is a solemn or a major exorcism, which is a rite that can be performed by a bishop or by priest with special and express permissions of the local ordinary something code of canon law. This is directed at the expulsion of demons from the libertarian of a person of demonic possession. What? So that's like you got a full on. So a minor one seems like you're about to be baptized. We're going to get the devil out of you apparently we all got the devil in us full-blown major exorcisms like you got full-on possessed and you're calling in (laughs) big guns now i don't know okay next question that i found i've got like three questions when and how is an afflicted member of the faithful referred to an exorcist the answer it is advisable that every dissociate Establish a protocol to respond to inquiries made by the faithful who claim to be demonically affi- affiliated. As part of this protocol, an assessment should occur to determine if it is a true state of the person. Only after a thorough examination, including medical, psychological, and psych- psychiatric oh my gosh psychiatric thank you testing, might the person be referred to the exorcist for final determination regarding demonic possession. To be clear, the actual actual determination of whether a member of the faithful is genuinely possessed by the devil is made by the church, even if individuals claim to be possessed through their own self-diagnosis or psychosis.
0: Okay, so if they're, like, having hallucinations, they're seeing if they're they have basically to... schizophrenic before they say you're possessed. Right.
1: <clears throat> Last question. How are exorcists trained and prepared for this ministry? So this is how you get your classification of you are allowed to do exorcisms. You are an exorcist. Yes. Classically, the exorcist has trained for the specialized ministry through an apprenticeship um, working under the direction of an experienced exorcist. Additionally, in recent years, several programs have been established to foster the training of exorcists. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going to laugh at inappropriate times during this. Because you're nervous or because you think it's funny? A little bit of both. <laughs> so, oh, just kidding. I have more questions. I lied to you. I thought I was done. Um, Do afflicted members of the faithful undergo medical and psychological examination prior? They yes. kind of touched on this. Their answer was part of the evaluation process, which can be established as a desiccation protocol the afflicted member of the faithful should avail himself, him or herself of thorough medical psychiatric evaluations. Frequently individuals present themselves claiming to be afflicted in many ways. Historically, however, the church has exercised caution when evaluating such individuals for fear of unnecessary drawing attention, um, of the malnations of the devil or giving credit where no credit is due. um, Okay. <laughs> Lastly, is the use of exorcism kept confidential? Answer. For the integrity of the afflicted person's reputation, as well as those individuals who might be assisting, the prevention of confidentiality is very important. It is also strongly suggested that the identity of the exorcist be kept secret or at most known only to other priests, not to overwhelm the exorcist by random calls and inquiries. Hmm.
0: So, so do they view it as a serious thing? Very much, very much, very much. An emergent thing? Very much. After your medical and psychiatric so evaluation. So, if I was to call the Catholic Church, which they wouldn't help, they wouldn't help you because you're
1: not. I'm not Catholic. Let's let's pretend you're not a faithful. So let's
0: just pretend that I'm Catholic. Okay. And I call the priest and I say, I'm seeing a dead guy that's with burnt skin that's telling me he's going to eat my soul blah 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 blah. Then he would say to me, "Go get a psyche valve and a physical and then call me back." Well, is, that, is here, that
1: here in a few, you'll see the full steps that occur here.
0: And then, and then so let's say that's, you know, reasonable amount of time, three to six weeks. If I'm truly possessed by this guy who's going to eat my soul, is my soul gone? Probably.
1: So know. it's not emergent. It's not that emergent. I'm just saying. So, back to this here though. Now that you know a little bit more of the practice from the church,
0: mm-hmm.
1: around this time, movies like Exorcist 1 and 2 had just came out.
0: <laughs>
1: um, and the church was trying to really keep exorcisms like hush hush because don't ha- give credit where credit is. In have two. you seen the movie The Exorcist? Yeah. I'm just saying. So <clears throat> they didn't want to bring too much attention to the Catholic Church. So they were like very sparingly doing exorcisms during the 80s. So it's not emergent. No. So, what they said when the family called and were like, my little boy is possessed by the devil, they said, try some things like holy water and prayer, but they want not consent to po- performing a full-blown exorcism at this time. Okay. Throw some holy water at it. You'll be fine. So the family decides to call Ed and Lorraine Warren. Have you heard of them? Do you know Ed and Lorraine?
0: They're... They're the they're the people that have the museum,
1: right?
0: Mm-hmm. Of like just yeah. shit yeah. or something.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it's important to know a little bit about them before we continue on this because um, they play another major part in this case. So, decades before they became immortalized for the Conjuring series, which all of those movies are based on their cases, um, Ed and Lorraine were already among the most famous and infamous paranormal investigators in the world. They were. Yep having tied themselves to a variety of notorious and high-profile cases, including Amityville Corps, um, the so-called Enfield um, Pelagorant, oh my gosh, ghosts, mm-hmm. the fancy word for ghosts. poltergeist Poltergeist, and many others. Um, according to their website, going to their web, directly to the source again, here we are, which is now maintained by their son-in-law, Tony Spira, the Warrens, quote, have been considered America's Um, experts on the subject of spirits and demonology for the past half century. While religious authorities have um, consistently turned Ed and Lorraine to control some of the most profane outbreaks of diabolical phenomena in the country, if you had nobody that would listen to you, you called the Warrens. Uh So others, however, um, have a less rosy opinion of the Warrens. A 1997 investigation on behalf of the New England Skeptical Society, also known as Ness, found that the Warrens were pleasant enough people, but were also quote at best tellers of meaningless ghost stories and at worst dangerous frauds. Hmm. So, indeed, accusations of fraud um, had dodged the the footsteps of the Warrens throughout their entire careers. I feel like that's yeah. Do they get happens paid all for, the time?
0: Do they get paid for their services?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um so <clears throat> one quote was from author Ray Garrison who he said of Lorraine quote if she told me the sun would come up tomorrow I would get a second opinion. Oh snap. So Okay, there it that is. we go. So some of their most well-known cases is the Annabelle doll. Yeah. Uh the Amityville Horror hauntings, the Perrin family um, farmhouse hauntings. Mm-hmm. As well as many many others, um, more famous cases would follow throughout their career. And cl- um, by the time of their deaths, Warren had claimed that they investigated over ten thousand hauntings and demonic. How they die? Old age, I think. Really? Yeah. Demonic possessions and many. Do you think other they things. came back as demons? Probably. No, they're Catholic, They're good Catholic folks. Oh. Um. Many of the most famous and notorious have found their way onto film like i said the conjuring yeah movies they're all based about there. there's she wrote tons and tons of books lorraine did about all of their cases so throughout all of this the warrens also like i said published many books and opened an occult museum which you mentioned at the very beginning uh which was run out of the back part of their connecticut home yeah not me not no. i The room was full of cursed objects that had been shown in the Conjuring movies, and the occult museum was made up of a variety of artifacts um, taken from Ed Ed and Lorraine's various investigations. You can no longer go to the museum now, um, but admission used to be $13. Hmm. And it was like... Why can't you go to the museum anymore? Because they're dead.
0: Yeah, but their son runs it, right? No, the website.
1: Yeah, their son-in-law. I don't know. He doesn't do it anymore.
0: So what'd they do with all this stuff, all the haunted stuff? I think it's still
1: there. I know that, like, supposedly they had like, a priest come in, like, once a week to, like, bless the room because it was, like, supposedly, like, the most haunted room in, like, America. Hmm. Spooky. So, So what happened to all this stuff? It can't just be sitting there. I think it's all just sitting there.
0: What if the ground, like, settles and the Annabelle doll falls?
1: I don't know. That'd be super. Isn't that concerning to anybody? Probably. Yeah, it should be concerning to people. (laughs) <laughs> so Ed passed away in two thousand six and Lorraine lived um long enough to see the f- release of the first two conjuring movies. Uh and she she passed away in two thousand or twenty nineteen. Um they had been paranormal investigators for more than a half century. So they're called in. This family's like, church isn't helping us like like from Do the quotes before. Close? Yeah, in Connecticut. It's both okay. in Connecticut. Um like the quote on the website said, if nobody else believes you, you call the warrants. That's who you called. Hmm. So they, it's what they did. They called the warrants. So they come to the house and do a blessing ceremony, and Lorraine claimed that she saw a black mist appear next to David while her husband was interviewing him. She was quoted saying, while Ed interviewed the boy, I saw a black misty form next to him, which told me we were dealing with something of a very negative nature. Soon, the child was complaining that invisible hands were choking him, and there was red marks across his neck. Actually, according to Lorraine, actual red marks, according to Lorraine, he said that he was, um, is there a second opinion? Did anybody else see it? it's Lorraine. Just Lorraine. He said that he had a feeling that he was being hit, and that's what she told People Magazine. Lorraine also claimed that she saw David being choked by invisible hands and he told her once again, I'm being hit, I'm being hit, like over and over again through this interview. She told people that she could see those red marks and then she started hearing him growl and hiss. Lorraine also claimed he spoke in unrecognizable voices and he recited a passage of the Bible as well as a Paradise Lost. And Debbie Gladsell also claimed he spit bit And swore at her and flopped around head to toe like a rag doll. (laughs) That's some wild stuff, man. That's some wild stuff. If that really happened, (laughs) I'm telling you, burn the house down. Leave a little boy inside. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, David. It's fine. So Ed Warren also told the Washington Post, quote, Right away, I knew there was something to this. I felt like a good fisherman when he knows there's something on the line. That was his quote. Huh. He added that he thought um, that there was about 43 demons inside of David. Wow. So. They got their work cut out for him. And he said he got this information because David named all of the demons. Oh.
0: Did he (laughs) have. Did you hear that scream? (laughs)
1: I just peed a little bit. There's kids outside playing oh and a little girl gosh. just scream. I hope you can hear it in the audio because that was terrifying. Uh, As I'm talking about 43 Demons, ah! That's confirmation. Ooh. So
0: during this exorcism, David <laughs> spoke in other... Never mind. I'm a believer. I'm just kidding. I'm not laughing anymore. It's not funny. This, uh, this is why we can't get oh. through this episode right here. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> during the exorcism, David spoke in other languages, levitated, and he was thrown around. He spoke in
0: other languages. Did he know other languages? Easy, 11. I don't think so. Did they... What language? Did they know that... Oh, like, or was it like... <laughs> Or was it actually spe- speaking? I can't. With is this that case. what Latin sounds like? Probably pig Latin, maybe.
1: Maybe I don't know. But okay, either way, even if we don't know if it was a real language, imagine your <laughs> <her> daughter <laughs> levitating and flying into the wall. Like the hell is that? I would die. I would never talk to any of you again. I don't need a family. I don't need a family. I knew it. She's crazy. I don't need a family. I'm
0: just kidding. Uh, My my 11-year-old is not crazy.
1: Side eye. Side eye. So, in the middle of this exorcism, because at this point, they're like, okay, exorcism time. So, the priests show up. They're performing this exorcism. He's like... Full on. The, the priests are there. Uh, they, the warrants. The there. are like y'all need to do this exorcism.
0: So the priests answered to the warrants. Yeah, apparently. they weren't going to do it apparently. before, but now the warrants are there, and, and they're, they're like, like, "We're good, we're good Catholic folks. We're faithful. Come, please assist. Yes, back up, back up. There's 43 demons. 43. Okay, large amount of demons in the house. Okay, so now everybody's flying around.
1: Everything's going wild. He's like,
0: levitating. Chaos ensuing in this speaking house. Speaking in tongue Latin.
1: In the middle of it, Arnie shouts, take me on. Leave my buddy alone. Who's Arnie? Oh, the husband. The boyfriend.
0: The 12-year-old boy. He's (laughs) not 12 anymore. (laughs) He's 19 at this point. He says that to
1: the 43 demons. To the demons, because he's a jackass. Okay. I'm sorry. Who does that? If you really think somebody's possessed, you're like, take me instead. That's love. I guess. Okay. Oh, I'm not into it. So apparently, after this, David just started getting better. Had
0: oh, better. the exorcism worked. It worked. Okay, good. But
1: Arnie started to, to disintegrate. So the exorcism didn't work? No, they just decided, uh, yeah, I want you and Just transferred bodies. Uh huh. So, a TV series titled A Haunting <sighs> covered this mm-hmm. case in um, an episode titled Where the Demons Dwell claiming that the demon took control of Arnie's car, forcing him to drive into a tree on his way home. Mm. Um, he was uninjured, but he was really shaken about the experience because he was like, something took over my body and I just drove into a tree. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be unsettling. Did he know that something took over his body? <clears throat> no, none at this Can point. you feel it when you get possessed? I don't know. I've never been possessed. I have possessed. questions. you got to find a possessed person. If any of you have been possessed, right? Did you right- say he was still alive? Let's call him. I don't know that he'll talk to us. We've made fun of this a lot. So, the series also blamed the demon for um, Arnie falling out of a tree while he was working. Oh. Did it push him? Apparently. Okay. Judy.
0: What did he do for a living? Why was he in a tree? Was he a fireman? God, I have so many questions.
1: Stressing me out. I felt like I did so much good on research. You did really good. This is totally different. I don't
0: remember hardly any of it. So,
1: Judy is David's mom. Okay, Judy is David's mom. Judy told the Washington Post she paid $75 an hour. For a session with a local psychiatrist, but it was up to the church officials to set up and pay for any f- uh, further psychological testing. Which is, I mean, pretty cool that the church will pay for it after that. You just got your she got initial- an assessment
0: done for seventy five bucks for yeah. Wow, it was the eighties. I mean, I don't know what the cost was back but- then. Wow, um, but now.
1: David's parents were then told that he was quote normal and had just a minimal learning disability. Oh, okay, so he's fine okay totally fine totally chill okay things seem to quiet down other than some strange things happening to arnie but he's like, hearing and seeing things that aren't there and he's totally fine yeah okay totally fine um arnie like i said some weird things are happening to him like falling out of the tree getting in the random car accident he's just got some like either really bad string of bad luck happening or
0: the demonic demon possessions
1: just saying yeah um it was strange things but it was nothing like the whole like levitating crap that was happening to david you know so maybe maybe the exorcism did work. so the couple debbie and arnie decide to move out of debbie's family home and they move into a small house near debbie's work where she was working as a at a dog grooming um place (laughs) uh you struggled with that that was really hard (laughs) her um her boss was also the couple's landlord um alan bono that's a bad combination he was 40 Mm -hmm. on february 16th of 1981 arnie had taken the day off and spent the day with debbie who is now 26 Okay. okay so he's 19 she's 26 yep just putting that out there again (gasps) uh along with some other companions debbie and arnie and alan all um, went to lunch at a local restaurant, enjoyed a few drinks um, and apparently became drunk in the process and when they later returned to the kennel a heated fight broke out when alan bono supposedly became increasingly agitated during this argument alan seized debbie's nine-year-old cousin mary who had also been present and refused to let her go which then led um, Arnie to confront him and eventually stab him repeatedly with a five-inch knife. What? Uh-huh. Yep. Did the demon do it? Apparently all of this was while he was growling, quote, like an animal. According to who? Everyone that was there. Huh. Uh, Alan suffered four to five tremendous wounds. That's a quote. Mainly in his chest. Okay. One of the cuts went from his belly button to his chest cavity.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Alan would die several hours later, and uh, and Arnie would be arrested roughly two miles away from where the murder took place. This murder was the first murder in Brookfield, Connecticut's 193-year history. Whoa. And the first in 30 years since they had police records. Holy crap. The next day, Lorraine Warren immediately said, demonic possession. (laughs) <laughs> demonic possession you can't tell me otherwise i don't think that's defined by state statute. which clearly led to mm-hmm. immense media coverage oh my gosh
0: the first murder in their whole history and, and they're it's gonna demonic possession out demonic <laughs> possession which is not identified by law or covered <laughs> by oh. this could have been in our most ridiculous
1: it could have it could have it could that's this case is what led to that remember Oh is it? Yeah, I tried to cover this I and I was don't like remember. I'm going to do a funny one. I don't know. So That's Arnie's funny. trial would take place or begin on October 28th of 1981 at Connecticut Superior Court in Danbury. Arnie's lawyer, Martin Molina, Attempted to enter the plea of not guilty due to demonic possession. Dude, that's not a plea. Stating Arnie was, quote, um, was possessed by a demon and it was a demon who actually manipulated his body to commit murder.
0: Oh my God.
1: This was the first known court case in United States history to attempt to use this defense. Clearly and obviously. (laughs) Martin, speaking about this case and the fame that would follow, said, quote, The courts have dealt with the existence of God. Now they will have to deal with the existence of the devil. No. the Separation of church and state. Not according to Martin Molina. Oh my gosh. However, this plea of not guilty by demonic possession was immediately thrown out. Absolutely. Um, Presiding Judge Robert Callahan, who said that this would be, quote, um, Irrelative and unspecific to allow any testimony on this grounds. Yeah. And so, despite the ensuing media attention, the jury was not legally allowed to consider domestic, uh, demonic possession as a form of no. not guilty. Mm. So, Arnie Johnson's um, defense claimed that he had not been the same after David's exorcism. The witnesses were called saying that he, it, they saw the demonic transfer from David to Arnie, and Debbie also testified that Arnie behaved similarly to David at some times. Ed Ed Warren claimed Johnson um, had made a, quote, fatal mistake by taunting the demon. Oh. So, if you know somebody that's possessed, maybe don't do that. So, Debbie also claimed that Arnie um, had came to Alan Bono's apartment to repair a stereo for him, but that Bono had been drinking red wine, and the pair got in an argument about payment for the repair. She also said that... um, Arnie was in a trance when he started stabbing Alan. Huh. And the animal noises—you can't forget the animal noises. According to reports, in the three month in the three months Debbie and Arno had lived next to Bono, they had been really good friends. Mm-hmm. Apparently, <laughs> police believed that um, Alan and Debbie's relationship was more than boss and employee. Mm. But Debbie denied this, despite the police came and the argument was over that, not over a stereo. Ah. Uh. After the jury deliberated for more than three days, Arnie Johnson was convicted of first-degree manslaughter. Manslaughter. On the 24th of November in 1981, he was sentenced to 10 to 20 years in prison, but was released in 1986 after serving five-year sentence.
0: Five years? Wow.
1: Arnie and Debbie Glassell would get married while he was in prison. He got his high school diploma while inside, and they would go on to have two children. Huh. Lorraine Warren went to write the book, The Devil in Connecticut, with Jared Brittle, detailing the case, um, and they shared the profits from the sales with the Gladstone family. David's brother, Carl Gladstone did speak out against the book when it was published in 2006, stating that it was, quote, a complete lie, and that the Warrens co the phony story about demons in an attempt to get rich and famous at our expense. Yeah. Carl claimed that the Warrens told the family that they were going to be millionaires, um, and it was later confirmed that they were paid $2,000 for, for the sales of the book and the movie rights, hmm. two grand. Carl also says that David was suffering from mental health at the time, um, but he had recovered. In 2007, David and Carl filed a lawsuit against Brittle and the Warrens for an unspecific, unspecific financial damages. They sued the authors and the publishers for violating their privacy and, um, quote, intentional infliction of emotional distress. Did they win? Nope. Yeah. Bertle claims his book is based on fact and that he interviewed the Gladstone family for more than 100 hours, of which he had on video. Lorraine Warren said that the six priests who performed the exorcism on David agreed that he was possessed. Debbie, Gladsell, and Arnie have always backed the account that they were both possessed, but David's father denies that his son was ever.
0: Huh. What are your thoughts? Okay, well, I have some questions. Give it to me, baby. I mean, I have a lot of questions, but number one, why don't you hear about exorcisms happening anymore?
1: Because they want to keep it hush-hush.
0: But, like, you don't hear about it. I mean, like, there aren't TikToks, there aren't... There aren't social media posts. There aren't... I mean, like, you don't... Did it just stop in the 80s? Also in a... Okay, I'll let you answer that one first. I
1: think that from what I understood from the Catholic Church website is you're not allowed to speak about it. It's confidential. Oh. You're not allowed to speak about exorcisms that occur for the privacy of those afflicted as well as those performing the exorcism.
0: Oh, but you would think that you would... Okay, whatever. Then... Did, did, what happened to the demon, did it leave when he was in prison? Apparently. Magically. Did. I don't know. Did.
1: He hasn't been, I haven't heard nothing else. He hasn't had any other troubles. Wild. None at all. Apparently, you don't need an exorcism, you just gotta go to prison. Oh. There
0: you go. Lock everybody up.
1: There you go. We do it anyway. Is that a, a wild thing? <laughs> yeah. But I need to research, though, because apparently... There's a case in Europe where that case that he used the argument that he was possessed by the devil and he won his case.
0: No stinking way! I need to research. Can that you one. imagine if that was allowed? Like, how many people would just say that? I mean, that. Come on, because you five fight, years you can't count. prove or disprove it, and so anything bad that ever happens, you could just be like. It was not me. I would never do something like that and just get 15 people to cooperate that you're this fantastic person. And you could just get away literally with murder. Now imagine that you are the person of someone who is killed. And the other person is making an excuse such as, I was possessed, it wasn't me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You would literally
1: be like, take some accountability and fuck all the way off. So he got out at 24. She would have been 33. age gap i didn't i learned that from my new research and i was like oh i'm so glad i re-researched this yeah because that just makes it like so much like creepier just gross yeah Ugh. i don't know
0: i, I thought don't... that was gonna take me longer i kind of <laughs>
1: busted through that i gave you a lot of it i
0: well and it's it's i mean it's i try so hard to be objective and i really am like i know that like this whole like haunting witchcraft da out of da, whatever is your vibe totally my vibe. It's your vibe i I I mean I can I can roll with it. I can I mean I I roll with it a little bit. I mean we all everybody's a baby witch these days. Right? Facts, but I like but tarot cards a lot. I you know I can, I just think I can that's deal... my thing
1: though is like okay like David's stuff it sounds okay. I can get behind David's stuff. If like if he genuinely was like levitating, speaking in unworldly like languages or unrecognizable languages, that's spooky. I don't, but I don't feel as though Arnie had all that going on. he got in a couple car accidents, and then what, like, decided to, like, growl like an animal while he stabbed somebody? Like. I think that you can believe in ghosts, which I do.
0: I do. I think you can believe in that without believing that you can actually be possessed by a, I mean, I, because I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Hmm. This is what I think. I think that your psyche can, can freak you out so much that you kind of feed into that psychosis. Mm. You think that it's possible. I think it's possible. I'm not challenging the universe. Like, if you see me levitating. I'm never going to talk
1: to you again. Sorry, <laughs> podcast is over. <laughs> I will burn your house down.
0: But to kill somebody and use that as a defense, if I was the loved one of somebody who is sitting listening to that crap, I literally would be like, Oh, all of a sudden I'm possessed, let me show you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're accountable for your own actions. Yeah, I mean that's fair.
1: I mean I don't know. I can't believe he got charged with manslaughter. How I is that a manslaughter charge? What's his name? Arnie Johnson. Arnie Johnson,
0: if you're listening to this, please email us because I have so many questions. We promise we'll be serious. We will be serious. Just convince me. Just tell me your story. I'll be objective. Unless you're still
1: possessed, then then don't email us. Don't. Because we're taunting this and I don't want your demon (laughs) possession. (laughs) Uh,
0: Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks for bringing that. You're so welcome. We finished it. We got through it. Yay. Stay safe, everyone.